So welcome back. Another meeting. We are slowly coming to the end. You know. And today we are going to continue with text 64. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have extra. Okay. <clears throat> Dispassion is the wedding garment of the deliform soul that is separated from worldly pleasures, has renounced misdirected desires, and is occupied with devout thoughts and the practice of contemplation in its purest form. But through intercourse with shameful passions, the soul discards its robe of self-reliant and debases itself by wearing filthy rags and tatters. The man in the Gospels who was bound hand and foot and cast into utter darkness was clothed in a garment woven out of such thoughts and acts. And so the Logos declared him to be unworthy of the divine and immortal wedding feast. Yeah. We can, we can meet with this word dispassion <coughs> in the patristic literature very, very often. And uh, when I was searching a few years ago, that what, what does it mean really dispassion? You know, it's, it was, it was difficult for me to understand, and still it is a challenge to understand this correctly. And uh, so I found a lot of explanations and uh, these attempts to give a definition of the state, but it was not it was not satisfying for me. And this text, this explanation, I, I it's my favorite because it really gives you uh, some kind of taste. What does it mean? This wedding dress. And um, he's playing with this uh, parable about wedding when when with invited guests. And we know that, well, there were those who were invited and they refused to come. So the king sent his servants to go and to invite everybody. And uh, the, the thing was that at the time, you remember well, the habit was that this invitation for wedding, uh, it was offered like this wedding dress. It was like part of invitation. In this dress, people should come for the wedding. And this explains that parable. The king came to the wedding and he saw this guests and he saw the a person a man without his wedding dress so he ordered this this man to be really led out to darkness and why because he received this wedding dress and he didn't take it he wasted whatever he did with that and and this is what we are getting during baptism, this, this dress. Uh, when we are transformed through baptism, totally, it's, it's, it's transformation. And um, this grace, which is this, this 
Christ which was given to us. And now we are uh, we are losing this wedding dress when we when sin enters to our life. And this is why it's I think that in these times uh, is almost impossible it's impossible I would say not to experience that and and we are losing this wedding dress because of all these influences uh, or impulses which are coming from the world which give fire or start our passion and if we don't pay attention so these passions can rule over us and many times this happens and then when we come to some kind this is why repentance it's necessary for us the second baptism without repentance nobody of us can be somehow becomes again so this passion is state when uh, we return back to this purity of heart and mind through our cooperation with God's grace. It means, look, one thing is that when we st- these Holy Fathers, they tell us, well, or remind us, you want to love Christ, you have to keep commandments. Now, when we follow that and we really force ourselves to read gospel and to fulfill these commandments which we find there what happens some we uncover what is in our hearts we very very fast we find um, what is hidden there we find all this all this Hi, Lucia. <laughs> beautiful smile. Welcome. <laughs> we find immediately, we, we are aware of this, all these passions and difficulties which are inside. Because our conscience can be silenced if, we, if there are sins which repeat again, 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 again. So what happens is that this conscience is losing ability to remind us this sin or weakness and meantime we say well this is what I am and uh, this activity of passion we say well this is this is who I am this part of my nature part of my character and we are good with that or we even did don't notice that 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 we can we can find or meet people who Probably there are, we can clearly see that there is some compassion in them, and but they are not able to see that. They are not able to see that sin, and they they are surprised if we tell them something, you know, they are not able because they adjusted to the sin so much, they they lost ability to see the sin. And many times, I like this 
uh, it was explained during one homily this way that well, if you are working hard with hands, so well, your hands become hard. And more hard your hands are because of the hard work. So you are losing a lot of sensibility for the smallest things. You know, like, uh, I remember there was, I was probably a teenager, and there was like, uh, in, at the time we were doing something around around house, and uh, so my father priest and this is bra- uh, brother-in-law, another priest, they were like working hard, you know, cutting things, bringing like concrete and working really very hard. And my father's friend was going around and my father called on him that come and help us. He said, no, I cannot, <laughs> you know, because I have to save my hands. And uh, so they were like making fun of him, but he was sergeant. Oh. And one thing what he was like taking care is that not to hurt his fingers and not only that, he was telling that, that not to lose this uh, sensitivity, sensitivity yeah. in, in his fingers. And it was like first time when I realized that, and when, it, then when I heard this, compare, uh, that in sermon was this, this was said that, well, if we sin again and again, so our conscience, our heart becomes like so hard, uh, that that we start to feel these simple impulses which are coming from our conscience, that we we don't notice that. And uh, if you remember when we were talking about Briancha, you know, so he said that uh, that our conscience is uh, we sharp our conscience through keeping commandments. It means when we actively try to search what is God's will and to follow that, our conscience becomes sharper and sharper because we will see all these obstacles which cause that we are not able to fulfill that uh, commandment. But, well, this is a spiritual warfare, so that we can fight this all these passions to try to uproot them for years. The gospel from yesterday, that lady, 18 years she was bandit, you know, and but she persisted and finally she was released. And I think this perfect image. Once we once we reach uh, uh, when we follow Christ and his words uh, and we try to try to uproot all these passions, there will be moment when we, we receive this gift of this passion. It means that this gift of this passion means, it is not that we are not able to sin. It's not the state that we don't sin. Especially, there are a lot of temptations, especially temptation to pride when we realize that, well, we, we reach this level. But we 
can become indifferent to these temptations. That we notice them, but they don't like turn on passion, a state of passion in our heart. This is one thing which is, uh, it's difficult to talk about because even many times we want to know exactly what does it mean, but we can come to some kind of point only because uh, this state is possible to really to understand in fullness when we reach this state. It's not something we can uh, gain through studying, there is something what this, this knowledge is gained through experience, personal experience. So I, I would not go further, but maybe what is important to, uh, to, to remind that this is God's gift, which is given to those who are prepared for this gift. It means that a person who really loves, tries to love God, and this is like priority for him to, to live for God, to, to, live, to really try to reach, uh, to come to salvation. And uh, the, if the person is trying to, to learn God's laws, God's commandments, and to try to fulfill them um, uh, in order to purify heart and mind, the person is opening for this gift. And this gift will come. But again, when we return back to this wedding dress, still even the people who reached this level and received this gift, there are in danger that they might lose that. You know, like that person who came on this wedding without wedding dress. So even even well, even we didn't get maybe reach this level and maybe we, we didn't reach this gift of this passion yet. Uh, it's good to remember in our daily life this maybe smaller gifts, well, other gifts, I would say, which we are receiving and be really thankful for that because even then, that small gifts are are helping us, and and they are encouraging us to 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 grow. And uh, I was talking about this couple. I talked today, and they told me that they are going to get married from Slovakia, and they called me, and it was so pleasant to talk to them and uh, so I asked that well how did you go this you know this process when he asked for her hand you know so they discovered that it was very very nice romantic <laughs> and but she in the beginning said well I knew I knew that that well that it is coming and 
and I there were like several like opportunities. I said it will be today. It will be today. It will be today. And nothing. But I became like frustrated because, well, why he's waiting so long? <laughs> you know. And the reason is that he made this uh, ring for her by himself. It's very beautiful. He they sent me a picture, beautiful. And so this is the reason why it took it so long, you know. And uh, but why I wanted to tell through this, no. But and and they and but well, it took so long. And he said, but this waiting was important. He said, well, uh, during this, uh, they found out Philokalia. They start. They started to go on uh, to attend these meetings. They fall in love with teaching holy fathers, and he said they learn a lot of through this. And they said we found that this is the path for us, which to follow. I said so. This year of, of waiting somehow was very important for them because uh, he said they realized that they want to follow this path. They found through these meetings and through reading of Holy Fathers. And and again, I don't want, I, I was talking too much, too many details and forgot what was the intention. But anyway, I, I, I think that what I probably wanted to tell is that it's important to put this setting of mind. <coughs> this is my way. You know, to follow Christ, to follow his commandments, to learn from saints how to live holy life, to turn to them, not to the world, in order how to live. And then everything will be changed. <coughs> And you start to question things which before are somehow natural for you. It's one of these questions. I hope that they, are, they will be not listening to this podcast. But one of the things what they ask that would be my advice for, for <coughs> this reception, how big it should be. They want really to make like small, you know, and into the moderation and and they said even they had thought that instead doing reception to go after wedding to go on pilgrimage to you know and so so you start you start to when you when you are <coughs> when you are thinking about these these things. So you you start to see things differently, very differently, and it's okay. Many times we are scared as a Christians that if we choose this path to salvation, path to follow Christ, and and suddenly we we see like obstacle that well if we don't do things like other people or how it is done in society, so we feel like strange people. But we are strange, 
We should be strange in eyes of this world because we don't belong to this world. And many times it is even for us painful because many times it it requires some kind of, I would say, even like like sacrifices. So it is it is it is tough, but oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I I will take sip and so we will use for another text. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> what, did you want to tell something? Well, you were just talking about um, Sorry. being observant, and you were talking about the soul and, and things like that. And I just remembered uh, a priest that I really liked to listen to about 20 some years ago said his biggest fear for those who were being ordained and going out into the world was that their soul would become dull, like a knife becomes dull. He says, a knife becomes dull, it's no good, no use in the kitchen. And if you don't continuously sharpen your spiritual eyesight through repentance, you know, next thing you know, you'll be blind because you'll become dull. You won't be observant like you should have been when you were here all together, you know, as a group going out into the world. Now you're on your own. Just talking about sharpening your spiritual eyesight on a regular basis. Well... He was right. He was right. But well, on the other hand, you know, like life of priests, uh, many it, it gives you a lot of lot of opportunities to. Uh, there's a lot of reminders that you should not become dull. I I personally, for me, it is. Um, it is, uh, there are many things, but even like confessions for me, I, many people, they, well, if they feel relief for confession, um, and many times people don't realize what confession means for priests. So many times it is source of so huge encouragement. You know that when you are fighting and losing almost like not hope, but some kind of strength, and you are on the brink of giving up, you know. And suddenly somebody comes and you see how this person is fighting, you know, bleeding and fighting, you know. And so it is like many times it's like punch you get, you know, from God through this that, well, look, you are not fighting so, so hard and you are complaining, you know. It's so God. Has a priest a lot of uh, this, this situation when he brings encouragement through embarrassing. Yeah. Thank you. All right, let's continue. From self love, which causes hatred for all men, everything evil <coughs> in men is derived, as a wise man has told us. For this terrible enemy, self-love, is the foremost of all evil dispositions and is like some tyrant with the help of which the three principal passions and the five that come in their wake overwhelm the intellect. So this text, even he doesn't speak about this passion, but 
this text is connected with this passion because in this text he uh, reminds again or reminds us what is obstacle to receive this gift of this passion and this obstacle is self-love and he says that like self-love is is uh, like this primary source through which all these first three um, um, main passions are coming uh, if you remember from previous he was talking about that it is love uh, to, towards like pleasures of body senses love loving like riches property things and uh, love of uh, glory vanity so those are three three main passions which are opening uh, the road for the others passions but but what is this self-love again I uh, what if you remember uh, Saint Ignatius Brancheno he says that self-love is when we are tied to things which are temporary, worldly things. And we, when we are filled with worries uh, of this world, he said that self-love is, you know, how to translate that? Perverse love, love, deformed love. And uh, who is slave of self-love? So the person is uh, searching only for pleasures, all kind of pleasures which gives him or her a temporary uh, excitement. And this person is his own enemy. Because, because this state uh, ends with death. And, and we have to... Uh, and it is not only Branchino. Branchino just gives a like, summary of teaching of these Holy Fathers. And uh, now we can find like this different approach to that because the world comes to us with this offer which leads us to satisfy our self-love satisfy our pleasures and it is with everything yeah, and if we if we watch like TV ads or or billboards or whatever, if you start to think a little bit about that, so everything is aimed, you know, to awake our desire for some kind of pleasure, for self-love, because each ad says this is good for you, this is what may will make you 
happier or it will make your life easier or you will probably gain again uh, it's okay it's okay uh, gain like glory or pleasure it's it's like attack towards all our senses and desires of soul and now it is it is it is difficult to uh, to work against this because there is like this remember when we were putting like billboards mm-hmm. well Kurt Valentine he was doing that for us and when we were doing like third and I uh, it was not so expensive I have to admit because we found <laughs> He, ne- he knows these people, so he negotiated good price for us. But still, I was thinking that, is it worthy to put so much money to billboard, you know? And uh, so I talked to him once and I said, is it worthy to put so much money to this? <laughs> and he said, what do you think? Why companies put not this money? But millions to ads. They they know that it is worth. They know that it works. There is there are many researches behind that, or like science behind that, and they really play <coughs> with this our mind. And even if you think that well, I resist, this this picture, this this these messages are are forming us. May we become good customers. And now if now if you look like again on this world which is formed in some kind of of message, so then if you act a little bit differently, not according to this message, you look strange you look not good and and it is another pressure because who wants to to be a weirdo you know strange person who wants to face like this uh, reaction of even the closest person or relatives who would just don't understand you you know and and uh, <coughs> it, it, it is attack to our self-love and now to to stand against this it means it means really to have strength inside of heart mind and to make decision for for Christ for this for this right it's, it's not it's not so easy yes two questions one is self-accusation the remedy for this yeah and then how how is that practiced is it like repetitive like the Jesus prayer or is it something you do at a certain time or is it something you do when you realize oh I'm prideful <coughs> how, how do you do that well uh, 
several accusation is that uh, several accusation comes from understanding of God's law. So it means if I am studying these God's commandments or God, the commandments which I find in Gospels, or I'm studying this explanation of saints, how to practically live that, and I find that I am off. So then I stand in front of God and I accuse myself. I, I am doing this, or I am not doing that. And a very interesting thing is that Branchino says, and not only Branchino, but many, and they said, you at first you have to force yourself, force yourself to accusation that in the beginning, it might seem to you like fake. That you are faking that because you are artificially forcing yourself to this self-accusation. And maybe it is happening only on this level of intellectual level of soul. And, and there is, heart is not involved in that, but if you are forcing yourself, so slowly you are breaking heart and slowly heart starts to be involved in self-accusation. So this self-accusation is, for example, confession is self-accusation. So is it like confession before confession? Well, yes, and not only uh, during that time. For example, okay, you have, you, when you are preparing for confession, so in this process of preparation, you see your sins. And you, and and well, when you when you see those sins, you want to confess. So then you say, "Oh Lord, look who I am! Help me!" You are making another accusation when you say it publicly, like during confession. You know, you are doing self-accusation, but you are doing always. You know that. Uh, look, if something happens. Uh, well, when I was talking about that in the Slova group, so I, one, one man reacted this. Well, what I am doing is that when I realized that I did something, I said, oh Lord, please look how big idiot I am. <laughs> but well, yes, it is something what I admit in front of God uh, that that well I failed, you know that, and and this is our, my reaction always after I re I find something that I missed I failed I do it immediately. Patrick, a, a process to this is to make a nightly examination of conscience right. cool. and to to if you nightly look back at your day acknowledge your sins and you can then to God you can say that I accuse myself of this but the more you do that every night as that becomes a habit with you you'll start catching yourself beforehand yeah. I, I had a bad habit and when, when I would do that I would say I'm sorry Lord right away and I began to catch myself before I did it mm -hmm. so I didn't have to say that afterwards you know just because I was aware of it I made myself aware immediately it was taking God's name in vain and I hate that so when I did that I, I would immediately say I, I'm sorry Lord 
and then I found myself catching myself beforehand, and I, you know, it's that's what I was wondering. It's like not just when you do something, but actually at a prescribed, repetitive, you know, yeah. even before you even think of. It might be examination of conscience. Yeah. That, that would be. A couple of the difficult examples I've heard in reading biographies of saints or elders is you see your neighbor sin and you accuse yourself for the disorder that's in the world by your sin. Um, and another one is a laxity in my uh, discipline should grieve me because of... Um, a selfishness that I'm letting take over instead of sacrificing for the Lord. One of one of the huge examples I remember is um, a disciple. I can't remember who it was. It might have been one of the early Desert Fathers went and lived with an elder. And uh, I don't know what time of year it was or anything, but he wanted to put a little oil on some salted bread that they were eating. And his elder slapped himself in the face and said, Christ is crucified, and I want to add oil to my bread. And um, this, uh, this solidarity with the sufferings of Christ and keeping him present in my mind um, is a, such a stark example. You know, it, it, it jolts us. Um, but, it, but it's convicts because it shows how Often, out of self-love, we relax. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe you remember. Well, but self-accusation is that this is our reaction. I would say that it should be reaction when we realize that movement inside of us, uh, when, when some compassion arises in us and we recognize that. And... Uh, so, you know, that you tell this whole your heart, you accuse yourself and look what a wretch I am, you know, I, what a sinner I am, what how I am not faithful. <laughs> you accuse that yourself, but this accusation then, you know, it's you are not stopping there because natural continuation of this self-accusation is that I go towards to prayer well you accuse yourself from from some kind of moments and immediately it leads you to prayer and you say oh Jesus Christ oh God have mercy on me a sinner you know and and you are begging for help because you know and the same thing that like Patrick said this practice of uh, testing of conscience if every evening this is something what what should bring you to this uh, like oh Lord you the, because how I behaved today despite all, all these gifts you gave me so I deserve punishment but you are not punishing me and and you are giving me grace so help me you know I don't want that <coughs> I was like and and then you know this is something what brings you to this state of heart, which is then calling this whole like power towards God for mercy. Yeah. And 
if you remember when we were watching that movie, uh, Man of God about Sam Nectarius, uh, there is uh, this scene when this director of a school became so angry and he hit something, I, something fell on the floor, I think. If I, and there's a wonderful Sam Nectarius, he apologized. I'm sorry that you made you angry. Even he was right. But he saw this as a his, his fault. So he was, for sure, well, he didn't need to react this way because it was evident that the that director was, or if I remember well, this director was in fault, but he was not able to see his fault. He saw his fault. I said, I caused that. I provoked him. And so he immediately he accused himself, which led to this request for forgiveness. But you are able to do these things only when you give up. When you give up self-love. Because self-love doesn't allow you to... And I, if I return back that we, we, to that thought that we have to realize that that many times we say, ah, well, there is no self-love in me. I want to serve God. I want, but this is very true, but we have to realize how much we are soaked with, uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, these impulses from the world. Recently, we bought for home, uh, it's like device, you can buy it. Uh, and well, anyway, when you connect it to TV, uh, you can receive like TV channels from Slovakia. So I, well, there were reasons why we ordered that because it, it is good to even to refresh Slovak language a little bit, you know. But well, there are more reasons for that. And but well, with curiosity, you watch that you know, like to f f 14 years, you know that you are like some kind of ability to see what are on these channels. And I was so surprised how big change it was. And you can clearly somehow see that movies or, or this series or shows, you know, how they are sold with pushing this ideology, all kinds of other ideologies. It was not before, you know. It was really strange it is. Now it is normal. And 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 I, I realized it, it was like, it, I was able to notice that because it was, after many years different so and I was so surprised well we are not going to watch that you know and even ads were were changed uh, what for example like this what is this detergent for washing laundry detergent La yes mm -hmm. so there are a lot of ads was before you know and they always they come and this is the best other common are not good. So I was always searching for this common, you know, <laughs> but I couldn't find this, you know, <clears throat> this, well, this. 
a temporal joke, but <laughs> usually, usually before you find that if there was ads, it was always you could see like um, like a lady uh, and she was somehow presenting this and how she's making all kids happy, you know, that clean, <laughs> bright, you know, everything and and she she was happy that she had this. Now you know what there is. Now now uh, do you have again family in this ad? But she's saying to children, your father will show you how to make your clothes bright again. I said, how move it? And it's not only one. You can see in difference that even like this pressure to somehow to destroy this uh, well uh, somehow these roles in family you know it was like really I, I would I say that I am not uh, that well <coughs> men should know how to do laundry too you know but I, I'm just I'm just saying that in through this you could see that this uh, this attempt to destroy this traditional family you know and and I, I would be able to bring more examples but we are not to, I, I think this is just enough uh, to realize how drastic it is and if you are there for sure people then don't realize how slowly this 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 some kind of new trends were pushing on them, and now if you are not acting according to these trends which are slowly uh, implanted to your mind, so it is it is difficult to 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 be uh, to stay on some kind of values if it seems that everybody is accepting others. You look very strange. You you look like a weirdo, and we so we have to be very careful, even like to make judgment. Why we think how we think. If I'm making decision, I have to. Um, why I'm making decision this way? Why this is correct in my eyes? You know, it's it. We are living very tough times. You know when uh, black is not black anymore, white is not white anymore, and, uh, well, uh, it's without, without effort and some kind of work on the spiritual level, she's asking help from above, we easily can get to trap. You know, and, uh, yes. Obviously, you have to then do some study on, on 
the psychology of, behind it? Or how does that relate to the spiritual life? Well, look, one thing is that uh, Christianity teaches us about very high dignity, man and woman. But it is it is uh, it is not. Uh, but this dignity is different, uh, and if we look at women and this ability to give life oh this is this is really this 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 uh, cooperation with uh, with god this god's creation or creative activity in, in the the most amazing thing, you know, and and this is uh, so. If you if you if we go through Christianity and what what um, gospels say, what we find in letters, so we can discover there that, and and then through centuries we can discover that. Uh, Church was always trying to to elevate this dignity and 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 a specific you know way of sanctification and the same thing for for men they had different like role but but if you if you think about that it brings like like marriages about this wonderful harmony. Which, which is amazing if you think to the uh, according what uh, church is teaching about that. So it is amazing state. It is, it is John Paul II, he said that uh, marriage is, our family is, um, or let's say it's marriage, is like very... We can compare, like, life of Trinity, Holy Trinity, to marriage life. And he said, it is very poor comparison, but we don't have better. You know, we don't have better. And in his words, there's like summary of teaching of church that if, if we uh, try to live this Christian uh, thing, so, so this is amazing, what is that? Only our sins, our weaknesses damage this. So, now you said, how can we find it? It's, it's, you cannot learn this. You cannot study that. You are coming to this, this beauty of this unity through keeping commandments. I mentioned this couple, they both, they... they they decided to take this path, to to grow, to to be, to walk together on the path to salvation, trying to find what is what are God's commandments and to try to fulfill them according to their strength. And more they were doing that, more they will be naturally 
following God's will and and dignity of man and dignity of woman would be increasing in this uh, difference but fulfillments too you know that uh, only only when we so so you can you cannot learn that you have to gain this through active Christian life no yes everything is byproduct you know that our our main goal is salvation of our soul so this is what I am doing you know I want to come to salvation of my soul when I am doing that so everything that comes out is byproduct and marriage is wonderful example if I'm trying to do it in marriage I'm trying to say uh, to work on my sal- salvation my soul so through this I am sanctifying my wife my children my grandchildren you know and uh, you are pulling everybody up through this and if both husband and wife they are doing together so they are creating like this perfect church <coughs> small church you know well we are trying to do this it's, we know that life is not perfect life brings a lot of obstacles but you know but well uh, many times you have uh, it can happen that you have one partner who are, who is trying to do this another not not really you know but still even this one if he's trying or she's trying can elevate hold this relationship high so that person can be really impulse or bring the the other to salvation even it is harder way if they're on the same boat it will be easier now the person is is really suffering if it's alone but still he's pulling up partner you know and this is this is something what is worth it it's amazing and uh, and uh, not only that but many other aspects of life and and uh, so it is worthy to try that um, and again we we can have these questions that how or and 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 we we search for very good recipes definitions manuals how to do this it's not necessary and, and and many times we will not find really good advice you know what is the best advice for marriage how to live i don't know nobody knows but if those if if, if that couple tries or the, you know to live to search what is god's will tries to fulfill god's will try to search what are god's commandments and they, when they they try to get to come to salvation to somehow work on their own salvation so some kind some kind of light is coming that you suddenly you know what to do 
you know how to react, you know how to what kind of decision to make. So because God Himself becomes your guide many times. This knowledge is coming naturally. No naturally, through God's grace, you know. So it is Struggling, I think, as men to know, particularly now with all the changes in women's roles, to know what are we supposed to do. <laughs> Sometimes, at least I feel. This is the problem that that uh, we we want to find answers, you know, somehow which would help us to execute something. But well, the best. Uh, but we neglect the main uh, uh, thing. This is again. I I am repeating again that what God tells us as a main instruction is keep my commandments. You know, keep my commandments, and uh, once you do this, you suddenly you see that while well, there are many changes are coming to life. You are forced to change yourself. You are changing whole your life. If you still start to keep commandments, really, so then you are you you, you are changing radically everything, and from that blessing is coming. You know, and and uh, some new life. There was a one couple, well, I, it's too, too late. Maybe next time. <laughs> I'm sorry.